0: re Rewrite re, re, it. Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday. yeah. But we
1: gonna rewrite it though. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the rewriters room. We are the men with the pen. I am one-third of the men with the pen, Armand. Uh, you know, the uh the the germs got to me. Uh, I was I was sick for a little bit, you know, they, 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 they got to two thirds of the rewriters room. So we was down and out, down bad. But we we're good. We we're healthy. We are back from the notorious booking of uh, life, because <laughs> sometimes <the laughs> life just be being like cards subject to change. You thought you was going somewhere this week nah you're gonna stay your ass yeah. in bed so but here i am still still the 24 uh, 7 champion in my head fellas how, how y'all feeling
0: what's good it's cc the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world god body because i consume healthy products and do towel curls benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist, and every phrase that i say is a gym like amethyst you could put any nigga in the world next to me dope ass women right over there gonna look at us like mm, something look different they're going to look at him like, whose man is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself. Keep going. You are the world, so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where the fuck is my nigga, Chan?
2: 2.0.
0: 2.0.
2: 2.0. Black and gold is dead. Yeah. It is breaker season. Mm-hmm. It is Carmelo Hayes season. We don't miss. No more spot fest. hmm no more Panama Sunrise into a final shot into Last a gargano escape. I don't know. Storytelling. <laughs> storytelling characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, what's going on, people. I'm um, reporting live from the Mid Card. us Chan Lee of the Mid Card Mafia. Um, just, I just watched War Games today, so I'm very much so in a NXT 2.0 mindset. Um, you know, very, very character-driven show that it is. So, I'm excited to see what we have going forward into this kind of, you know, day one, 2022, new kind of wave of wrestling.
1: Yeah, no, let's. I definitely want to spend a little time on war games. Um, real quick, I want to plug the Patreon. I want to give a shout out to Cyrus, Kwan, and J Five for that Carmelo Hayes interview that they dropped last week. That was incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made them feel so comfortable. Cyrus and Kwan for two guys who are not journalists. Y'all look real composed in them positions, you got held it down, J5 always hold it down, so shout out to the A-show RNC, doing these incredible things, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon backslash the A-show RNC, for as little as $3, and if you want to pay a little more, then you get a little more, the A-list underway, bonus content, all that, so we are worth your time and your funds, but NXT War Games. We literally, you know, Channing just watched it. I watched it uh, last evening. CCI. I assume you got a chance to see it as well. And um, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. Th- this was this was uh 2.0's first pay per view, right?
2: Channing, I don't even know if they're calling them like what they're calling them because they're not takeovers anymore. I guess I saw that right. like, some they're getting rid of the takeover thing. So I guess it's a yeah pay per view War Games. I guess yeah because it's yeah. on a Saturday Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, because
1: like they've had the themed Tuesday Halloween but, Havoc. Yeah, they had. Yeah, that. yeah. But this was the first Sunday event that they had in 2.0. I'm like, yo, for that first for their first showing. Great. I mean, the Roddy Strong, Joe Gacy match. I really enjoyed the uh, Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner was cool. Um, what what else happened? The, the hair versus hair match, Duke Hudson, Cameron, ground is cool, and then obviously the two war games matches. Like, uh, Cora Jade showed out. Toxic Attraction is is you know great. Um, even even Raquel was I, right. and you know the men the men did their thing too. Uh, <laughs> and well, Raquel. Raquel was there. I mean, she definitely
2: was in the match.
1: She was right. definitely in the match for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, 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 men, the men one was, uh, was pretty dope too. I mean, Breaker and mellow like we felt it for weeks that they're the guys. And I think last yeah. night's performance really solidified it. Um, Grayson Waller also impressed me a lot too. Like he's been getting a lot of social media slander. People are like, he's boring. What is this guy? It's like, he works really well, well in the ring. Like I think, there are so many unique characters in 2.0 that he's, he's bland. He comes off as bland. So I get why people would feel a way towards him, but like he, he works really well. And I think, especially when you have him next to Braun, Mello, and Tony D'Angelo, um, it's just like, yeah, like his lack of character is going to show a bit. It's it, it's going to be a bit more obvious, but I think again, a lot of these wrestlers need time to develop like Braun and Mello are clearly the cream of the crop, but the, the guys beneath them are, are coming up. So I'm, I'm impatient with, Grayson's development and um, I got something I want to talk about with regards to Tony D'Angelo but I'll, I'll let y'all mm-hmm. speak on, on
2: war games. On the Grayson subject, one thing I do respect about them is that there it does, it does seem to be some level of like I know I can't wrestle as well as Braun and Carmelo so I would just jump off shit. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take the hits like I'll take the spots where I'm getting my ass whooped I'll just do that part because mm-hmm. at least I can do that and mm-hmm. it seemed like he was at least aware of that part because they clearly just not as good of a like technical wrestler yet as the other two guys. Mm-hmm. But, like, his willingness to be like, no, I'll jump off the cage. Fuck it. Let's do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I always respect that. And then Cameron Grimes to the boom, mm-hmm. Put anybody over. Future Intercontinental Champion. Future Tag Team Champion. You know, I love to watch him wrestle. cave in hits every single time. Mm-hmm. Looks good with his shaved beard, too. It's a good mm-hmm. look for him. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see, too, like, It feels like some of these guys, obviously, they just got to 2.0, but some of them do seem much like. I mean, that's the whole point. They want to make the main roster ready. I'm excited to see what some of them will do. Like someone like an LA Knight, I feel like should probably be on the main roster. He's money. He's money. Yeah, and I really didn't like him at first. I thought he was very TNA like Impact, but he like he's grown a lot on me as he's kind of moved on from just like the whole like I'm the man, but like him as more of just like the older guy is is like a cocky older guy. So just like a cocky younger guy, I think it's just a better tweak to his character. So I, I I am interested in him and kind of see what he does. And then I am like very interested to see kind of, we are obviously at that like breaking point of like old NXT, new NXT. And like we have Ciampa still as NXT champion. I would be interested to see who is the first person to like take him out because i i mean it obviously seems like braun is the guy they're setting up but i'd be interested to see if they just let someone else do it or if they like have another person come in like it could be i don't i don't know someone that haven't debuted yet it could be the solo support i don't know whoever but just who will be that first nxt champion who is of the 2.0 generation and kind of how that works going forward because then they'll start to feud with each other and i think that would be interesting kind of way to build all of their characters is like instead of being like me old versus new. It's like just two people versus each other. So I'm excited to see that part too. Yeah. Cece,
0: you got you got anything? Um. So I'm gonna have to watch it tomorrow. I ain't get a chance. <laughs> okay. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, good. All oh, no, good. <laughs> no, but yeah, that. Um. But the thing is, is like, all, a lot of what you guys are saying. I've been checking NXT 2.0, 2.0 out. Um. On and off for like the last like month and a half. And a lot of what you guys like saying, I'm seeing like I'll check in and every time that I check in, like the last the person I saw last time, they on a whole nother level than it was the time before. And I'm like, yo, bro, it's only been like three weeks, mm-hmm. like a lot of y'all are progressing. And like, yeah, like you said, Chan, at the beginning, it's like it's 2.0. Like it's just <laughs> it's just time for the new shit to just be happening. And to be honest, these guys can carry it. Like I feel like every like I don't feel you know, what's funny. I feel I trust. I trust like both the matches and the um the promos in nxt 2.0 more than i do on the main roster like i'm more trusting like as soon as i see that that superstar step in front of the mic or whatever with the camera i'm more trusting that i'm gonna like that promo in nxt 2.0 than i am on the main roster and i don't i don't I never thought I'd think about an NXT that way. <laughs> like I never it's, thought I would. It
2: reminds me a lot of like people talk about with sports with like free agency versus the draft where like, they always say it's mm-hmm. harder to build through free agency because you're bringing in outside guys and like make, trying to bend them into like your team's culture. And if you look at like WWE like a team, it's like, it does make more sense of that with like the whole nil thing they're doing with like college sports like to be like instead of us going to the indies and finding you know the hottest guys which basically what nxt was for mm-hmm. most of its you know life um they're just being like we'll just create our own like we'll just make yeah. our own guys in that way like a, we don't have to worry about this tension of like, oh, are they going to leave AEW every other week? And yeah. also, like, they get to do exactly what I want them to do. They get to look yeah. how we want them to look. They get to be how we want them to. They're ready for the style. They're ready for the travel. Like, it's it's a very like short term. It's not going to give you the immediate pop of like, a, oh, shit, like Adam Cole is here. But mm-hmm. long term, it will you. I believe you'll see the benefits of like, oh, you have this, this whole generation of people who are not 38 years old, who are like 20, like towards it's 20, like mm-hmm. who are like 23 and down, who are now going to be in your company for 20 years. That's all they know. And like they they're built for the WWE lifestyle matches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of like, OK, we got, you know. Johnny Gargano for this time, but he's going to leave eventually. Daniel Bryan's going to leave eventually, you know, stuff like that. You just kind of – you build up a lot of longevity, I think, this way. And obviously the first time you do it is going to be bumps. Once the kind of system gets built and fed, I think you'll see a lot more kind of like the way we have like used to have call-ups where it's like you were in the NXT for a little bit then you got called up, I feel like we'll get back to that instead of guys like Ciampa who just like never leave, which is like okay. But at certain points, like I do want – I did kind of want to see him on the main roster, but now I'm kind of over it.
1: Yeah, and there's a proven track record of success with the WWE and homegrown talent. I mean, look at look at our current Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Both champions. Up. Yeah, like <laughs> the Big E, the Bianca Big Belair. Like, there's a proven track record of success. The
0: king with- who just returned, a.k.a. The Miz. Right, exactly. Like, there's – we can go on and on and on about
1: their – their successes, like people love to scream to their failures and wish for their accomplishments, but but their accomplishments are some big ass accomplishments. I just seen Bianca Belair at some woman's thing with Stephanie McMahon. Like she, she she she's gone from homegrown wrestling talent to transcendent, someone they can put everywhere. And that's that's from their grooming. So I'm very trusting of them. I love it. J5 talked about it on either a show or in the Discord, like. When, when, when like, AEW popped up and, and they were thirsting for all these, you know, taking all the former WWE guys and all the indie guys, Nick Khan's kind of just like, oh, bet, like, Yaka be the indie show. We're going to turn NXT into another sports entertainment type show. We're like, you know, work rate is still very important, but we're going to yeah. give you compelling storytelling, too. And it's like, you know, I really did enjoy that I could watch NXT and really just focus on the wrestling aspect because, like, I always thought the wrestling on, on NXT was better than Way better. SmackDown and Raw, but back in like 2019, 2020-ish. Yeah. But it's also Night cool. to way better. Yeah, but it's also cool to watch it and see like a Lash Legend, you know, her her show, and see you know Tony D'Angelo doing his thing as his character, Joe Gacy. Like I, I'm really fucking with the Joe Gacy shit. Like it's 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 so funny because <laughs> it's 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 perfect because it's like it's taking these like Twitter people and turning them into a character. But like he, he's like annoying, but he's funny about. It. It's just like it's it's great like like get you a company who who can do both honestly like (laughs) get get you a company who can do both but um yeah all in all war War games is good i'm gonna save my tony d'angelo stuff for my pre-write later so um let's jump into our pre-writes
2: channing what you got man uh so this is actually like real time like right before we got on like jeff Hardy got like sent home from i guess some show this weekend so this is not that withstanding um and this does actually kind of play into a longer theme of my rewrite eventually. But um, I think it's I think it's how we turn back the clock a little bit. I think we're, we're coming up into a new era. Um, I think, obviously, this won't happen in real life. But, you know, I would like to see at some point here in the near future, I'd like to see Edge get a WWE title shot and <clears throat> win it. Um, and I'd like to see Jeff at least get a Universal title shot. I think we should roll the clock back. It's 2008. You know the radar superstar, the charismatic name. let him go up. I think Edge could have a cool match. I think you do a multi-person match. You know, you put Big E. You could have him, Rollins, Finn. You know, Owens. Whatever you want to do. I think you could do a nice match where you're not making anyone look particularly weak, but you somehow still get the title on Edge. Um, and then, kind of similar with Jeff, the idea I did have that I think was would be interesting because you can't really like it's it's hard to think of any way to be Roman at this point um but so i think the roman has to lose not only due to like a person but due to like stipulations and like context out of his control at this point so i think if you did some type of elimination chamber situation whereas like he gets beat basically like four other people try and beat him and then all four of them take him out and then it's okay now we're gonna figure out who's the champion now that he's been eliminated first um you could have jeff hardy jump off of the top elimination chamber swanton bomb get you know roman the title but i think that like we are seeing that a lot of like certain wrestlers are just very over right now. And I think that as we kind of turn the corner into this new year, kind of get obviously WWE is, still, is back to touring, but like kind of getting back to like a regular scheduled thing with the pay-per-views and we're kind of seeing how this kind of, mid-COVID wrestling, we're going to figure out, I think it's time to give them fans a little bit a little bit of fan service. I think we've uh, done a little bit of la- lacking of that. The Royal Rumble's coming up. That's always a big fan service. Moment. But I- I'm just in the season of, let's get some easy wins, WWE. Let's, like, you know, it's not some easy, you know, Jeff Hardy pops, some edge pops. Let's give us some Finn Balor big matches, you know, he's been losing the set of the But I just think it's time for WWE kind of just let's get some easy wins. You know, we're we're doing a lot of good things. We're doing some things that aren't so great, but we can just get some easy wins here at the holiday season. People are in town watching WWE at the house. It's cold outside, nobody going nowhere. Like throw Jeff Hardy a Intercontinental title rank. Just throw it. Just throw it over there. It's Ooh, so well, shit's not doing anything.
0: It's so ironic that you said that because when I watched the um the battle royale uh (laughs) and you know you think he's got it or whatever um it was funny because i was looking at it and my first i had two thoughts um when i first reacted to it um my first thought was yo the crowd really loves this and then the other thought was i mean it's not a bad idea like you know so (laughs) When I thought like, so, you know, looking at those two things and then like, you know, thinking about how you just said it or whatever and thinking about what they've been doing with Jeff and how everyone could kind of see the writing on the wall that, you know, this is that tour um, yeah. that happens or whatever. It's like, shit, why not? And if you know what it honestly felt like? for a second it kind of felt like they were putting a tester out there because like when he won like and then you just got some time to like just react to him winning the crowd wasn't like huh or whatever they were yeah. like oh shit yeah so that was that was letting you know right there and then like i can't tell you how many times i done tuned in at night after night after night as soon as he goes to that swanton bomb the entire crowd is going fucking crazy yep. like and they go crazier during that moment than most other moments during the show if if it doesn't involve roman they're not going that crazy bro so like yeah like i'm i'm with this shit bro like get this man one more before he go out and definitely got to put one on edge just because he's come back and shown these niggas with story, long form storytelling is like he has shown always them, them, he's, them, man. he's shown Jesus. them what good off the cuff mic work is he's shown it what it sounds like to actually know how to talk on the mic every second that you're on the mic and not just like Saying certain things and whatever. No, like when he talks, it's level the whole way through. This is what the like a lot of people don't understand. And um, Haram, if you don't under, if you don't mind, this is perfectly leading into what All my right. pre write is. I'm gonna just jump right into it. Um, yeah, people like Edge. Um, people like Seth Rollins. Um, Drew is getting there, or whatever. Um, people like Sammy Zayn um like even kevin owens or whatever and now roman or whatever you got these people who when they get on the microphone they just know how they're supposed to talk like the whole time or whatever and we had a period of time where you know i think it was happening like kind of in the middle of this year a little bit it felt like um where they were kind of letting them get a little loose and you know just let people do their promos the way they wanted to and kind of just like you know you could tell there wasn't much of a script there I've noticed in the last like two months as they were like closing out the year and like getting everything ready for the new year that they were putting a lot of things on, like, kind of like, you know, holding and stuff like that and just like making it, you know, super regular and let's just put this on autopilot. One of those things, bruh, was the promos or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like and it's ironic that you see Vince back on TV and I'm hearing again, like those typed out as like promos and things that you got to say or whatever. And I'm like, yo, you got to understand, like, if you want to be able to like part of the reason why you can still sell this product is because people still care about The Undertaker. I just saw that motherfucker on Kevin Hart uh, ice bath show or whatever. That shit was hard. Yep. Or whatever. <laughs> Coldest balls. I just yep. saw him on there, bro. Like 30 years, people still care about Undertaker. They still care about The Rock or whatever, and they still care about Stone Cold or whatever. And even uh, us who are a little bit more into wrestling or whatever, we understand how important Triple H is, Shawn Michaels was like the and i bring up these people specifically and how and how I, I am bringing this back to edge is because these people were amazing on the mic but you only get there by having to practice and when they he when we were letting you know when i could tell that he was kind of letting people go like kind of the summer late summer going into the fall because i was hearing some stuff and i was like oh y'all yeah, boys is talking and it's like but that's how you get to like be able to talk really well I, i've been talking about this on the pod for a minute i'm re-watching uh raw leading up to now so i can catch up to everything right i'm on an episode where uh the rock is wearing his shades and for like i think this is like the the first time he does this he has a solo interview and he pushes michael cole off so he can like do his interview alone it's like the <laughs> first time he does that you can see him leveling up but the reason why he did it is because if you look at the weeks that i was watching up to it it's like Oh, he gets the chance to talk on the mic here. He gets the chance to talk while he was in the ring here. He gets the chance at the Undertaker. It's like you keep giving people chances and then like they'll grow to that. Like I just saw a quote today that was amazing. It's like you don't get the opportunity to grow until you go do the thing that you're not qualified for. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know you're scared that they're gonna fumble the bag when they get on when they get on the mic and talk, but nigga, you hired them. So at some point, yeah, they gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, at some point they gotta do it. And like you don't get the Romans. I mean, I I could tell part of Roman swag come from the fact that he built for this and he had it already, but he wouldn't be as cold as he was if he didn't have to take all that shit for all them years or whatever. So it ended up actually working out for him. But like long term, that's not going to... How many Romans are there? How many people that had written out promos and was talking and you thought they was corny just from the way it was talking but they really should have been a good wrestler like the whole time how many people are we missing out on like that when i think about people like ricochet or whatever you see him getting a little bit more like poking his chest out a little bit more but what if you could really let him go i know finn Balor could talk some shit let him talk some shit Mm -hmm. like come on bro like there's certain people and i know like you know there's a certain formula and whatnot but I feel like you guys could take it to another part of the reason why the attitude era was so successful is because it was called attitude Era. There's something about, you know, edginess and wrestling already has that because you motherfuckers throwing cameras and shit at each other and throwing people out of the ring. You already edgy. Let them talk edgy, too. So. Mm-hmm. You know cut it out with coming to don't please do not go back to the script shit. I know y'all just trying to get through for the holidays and y'all gonna get back to your all really schedule program. But when y'all get back to the regular shit, let them let these niggas talk shit, please. It makes it so much more fun. Yeah. that's uh, you, all I gotta say. You spin, bro.
1: <laughs> and speaking of someone who talks the shit really well, um sp- Dude, we were talking about the battle royal. It looked like Jeff Hardy was going to win, and like that, I think that false finish was even more convincing because they actually rang the bell. Like usually when there's,
2: yeah, I won, yeah,
1: yeah, like usually when when there's someone left who they don't know is there, like the bell don't ring, so the guy is celebrating. But them ringing the bell made it seem like, oh shit, Jeff actually got it, and then Sammy Zayn comes in, throws him out. I was like, yo, Sammy Zayn is about to get a solo world title opportunity. I don't think he's ever had a solo world title opportunity. He's been yeah, in multi man matches, but like a solo world title shot for Sami Zayn. Like I've, I've loved his character, you know, for the entire time that I've been familiar with him as a wrestler. He's incredible as a heel he's been doing, you know, like he's kind of a Swiss army knife. You can put him in any situation. He's good. But like, I, 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 I loved him as intercontinental champion. I was like, yo, like, like what's up? Like when, when when's he going to hit that next level? And so him getting that that solo shot against Roman was was dope. And then you hear Brock's coming back. You're like, all right, <laughs> Sam, so Sammy not winning this <laughs> shit. Sammy might not even get his match. Not and even close. He, and then he gets his match. Brock, who surprising, like surprising to a lot of people, because Brock just don't be on the mic that often. Brock was
2: great on the mic that uh, that 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 episode of SmackDown where he fucking funny, bro. He's I remember he. he in a UFC match, in words he was like, "I'm just a white boy from this or something." Like that. <laughs> he's funny for us. Like, he's dude, funny. Like, he has his own type of humor, and yeah. it doesn't necessarily. What I think what it is, it doesn't fit who his original character was. Like his original character was like, "I am a machine who mm-hmm. like destroys the human spirit," yeah. and now he like oscillates between like cage fighter that persona but also like man of the woods And i think his sense of humor is much more of that like man of the woods so when he gets to play into that or like brock in the bank like brock part he is a funny guy yeah like, brock is funny though like, maybe just I'm, working with paul this long but he's fun like paul yeah. I mean, like watching. honestly
1: paul going to roman and leaving brock alone was the best thing because it's allowed us to peel a layer off of brock's character and he has to talk for himself now he has to Operate for himself now, like that contract signing where we you're sitting there with his feet up and he's like, Roman, I, I already read the contract with my advocate, like shit like that. It's just like <laughs> these little small lines with the way he delivers them and all this, like, yo, Brock Brock is great. Like, like I remember we was all feeling Brock fatigue for them two, three years, but nah, I ain't tired of Brock no more. Okay. Glad he's back. But uh yeah, so Brock convinces Sammy to take his world title match. Beats up Sammy before the match because Sammy gets a little too loose with the lips and says, Oh, you would have an easier time beating me than Roman because your track record against Roman wasn't. I was like, Yo, Sammy, you fucked up, bro. You shouldn't have did that. Helped you. You you shouldn't have did that. So he gets cooked, loses world title match. But um the, that moment though, because SmackDown, uh, you know, Mills has been saying it. A lot of people feel like SmackDown got fleeced in the in the in the most recent draft. Like all, most of the town is on raw. So it's like who is who? SmackDown gonna have face Roman like uh, Drew is there, but you don't want to go Roman Drew immediately. Like you want to save that for a big pay per view. And like Brock just lost to Roman, so like what are you gonna do? And getting sammy I was like, okay, cool. they're trying out other characters. They're they're recognizing that they have other people who are viable contenders on their roster, and they're using them. So I like that, and I hope that 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 that's a trend. Like, uh, who else is on SmackDown that I would want to see? Go against her. Is, is Ricochet on SmackDown? Yeah, because they've been doing Ricochet. Yeah, yeah it's right. Yeah, yo, mm-hmm. I'm. I, I wouldn't be mad at, at a Roman Ricochet one-off. I honestly would not be mad at it at all. Like he especially is. especially if Ricochet really like takes his promos up, takes his, takes his character work up to the next level. Like or you know if 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 he's like that scrappy babyface who's got to you know fight through the Usos and like well, whatever it is, like I wouldn't be mad at that one-off. Um, he's, been
0: so, yeah. on weight, yeah, yeah. he's been putting on weight, bro. Yeah, he's been putting on weight.
1: Right, so you know, like there there are things that they, that they can do with with their roster to, to make this shit make the shit go more. So um, I was happy to see that. But you know, another thing I want to talk about, and this will lead into uh, one of our free ride exercises, is the memification of wrestlers and the belief in their characters and wanting the rocket to be strapped to them to give them opportunities that maybe they don't need yet. And Tony D'Angelo, uh, kind of spawned this whole rant for me. Now he's he he's great. I love it. Like you know where like all, all all this shit, the, the Italian jokes, all that it's phenomenal. All he's really shown us is character work. Like we haven't seen much in ring, and that that war games match. It was like his big moments were like you know the bolt cutters or setting up tables or doing other things. Like he he didn't really show much. Like he was he 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 was the least active performer in that war games match and so j5 tweeted like you know why is tony in this match and twitter got mad because twitter just loves tony they love they love the italian emojis they love all that but it's like you guys are kind of working yourselves into these shoots because you want these people in these places if it let's say they hot shot tony to a, a, the north american title and then he had to like go on and defend it and actually have matches not just backstage interactions and like and then when we really got to see what the work rate is like we'd be like oh man like and then everyone would flip script on them, and it's like i don't know i just feel like we got to be a lot more patient with these guys like we know nxt 2.0 like everyone is developing and yes it's very character heavy but you still have to work well in the ring like why why is braun Baker, Breaker great he's got character and work rate. why is mellow great he's got character and and work great. Why is KLR great? She got character and work great. Cora Jade is getting better in the ring, like toxic attraction. They work pretty well in the ring and, and character. So like, you know, I, 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 I it's not wrong to be super into a character like, because again, Tony is dope. He's funny, but you know i like personally like i i thought joe gacy should have been in that match over him to be honest like i i think he would add some really funny back and forth promos with johnny gargano or something like i don't i don't know if, i don't know if tony needed to be there and but you know at the end of the day i think the wwe does respond to social media fanfare a bit and they recognize all right like people love tony so we're gonna put him there and you know it's a big spot for him so you know salute to him for first war games match after what two two months of of yeah. being being on TV like that's dope, but I just don't think it's I don't think we need to we need to hot shot him to where people are trying to hot shot him to, quite
0: yet. Yeah, I think you know th- what that is. Oh, sorry. You go, go, go ahead. No, no you I was go. gonna say that my yeah my <laughs> super quick is um I was gonna say that's just like that's just not um that's not that's only thinking from like one perspective because if you think of from the perspective of the wrestler and the company you got to remember like the company's job like they don't want to hire a wrestler every six months they want to hire one person for six years that's Mm -hmm. what they want to do okay because that that makes the most sense money-wise and then on top of that for them specifically they need branding or whatever and anybody who knows anything about branding is like you can't just be like all right I'm starting the green brand today now i'm selling the blue brand next week is you got to give that shit time to grow so it's like and then on top of that it's like you need the wrestler who's going to be performing you know like you said to like actually be able to perform so like taking all of that to account it's like why would you do anything but wait like you have to wait everything that you want to get from that side from those perspectives of the company and the wrestler you wait and you take time so you can get those things. It's an investment. These people are not buying talent that's gonna immediately be there for you tomorrow and you know just be there for the rest of the time. The first thing that the WWE has to figure out when they have a wrestler, even if they know they're already doing well with people, is can this motherfucker last? Are mm-hmm. these people gonna give a shit about this in six months? So like, why take you, your little six months You know fling or whatever and be like yeah this person deserves all that when we haven't even known that this person can do it for two years can they work both sides can they work that middle like you know like pause but you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. i was gonna say i think
2: i do agree with the the uh the premise of, I mean, I'm, and I'm not some, like, I'm not about to, like, defend Tony D'Angelo. Like, I'm not about to do that. <laughs> but um I think, though, this particular instance, though, is, like, a very specific situation. I think for two, I think the NXT 2.0 thing just being new, like, I think they like the idea of the old versus new. So they really need to yeah, find yeah. four bodies. They had two, and they had to find four. And so I think, like, the Grayson Waller and Tony spots were literally just, like, who is the most popular. Like, I think that's like, when people are like, what has he done to be in this match? It's just be popular. Like, I don't think, I think even the reason why you have it be war games is because war games isn't really a wrestling match. Like, it's not yeah. really like, like you can hide all that kind of shit in a yeah. war games match with all the seven other people, especially when three of them are like the highest work rate guys. NXT has. And do, I mean, i say LA I isn't, I'm just saying Dune, Gargano and Champa have like proven that like I can make a paper bag look good. Yeah. And so I think it's very purposeful that you put tony d'angelo in that type of match because it's not like it's just a regular pay-per-view where it's like the main event was you know a a one-on-one singles match it's literally like a five match show and two of them are these like gigantic gimmicks so really you put them in the quote-unquote main event but you really put them in like what amounts to like a smoz fest where he mm. can literally do nothing but like spread out people on a table and like mm. you just get to have the pop of people just watching and like it like i i would be surprised if what we saw going forward was like tony d'angelo versus carmelo hates like i don't see mm. that happening i do think ww is somewhat aware of his like deficiencies and i think it's really a thing where it's like it was purely like you said just because people would get up like would be happy about it i, yeah. I think the match itself and like this specific instance lends to him being in the main event picture. And if it wasn't that, he probably wouldn't have been in a, in a match like that. Is my yeah. guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, that's it's it's genius. You're putting him in there with people who will make him look good, people who he yeah. can learn from. Um, right. and you know, everyone kind of gets their their camera time, gets their spot, so that's cool. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I I, I guess my my issue is more so the way fans re- reacted to yeah, him yeah. being there, being critiqued. It's like, bro, like. We're watching seven guys who are really doing the damn thing in this match. It's like every seven out of eight guys showed out and then Tony was just kind of there. And so it's like, you know, like and, and maybe it's it's gluttonous of me to want all eight guys who, who could really go. But it's like in the past War Games matches we've seen, it's been all eight guys who can really go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but no, you do bring up a really good point. Like, you know, this is the old guard, new guard. So like the new guys kind of had to figure it out. It's like they have, they have yeah. two, two strong leaders in Melo and Braun that they, they got Grayson who, who I think showed out. Like he might've. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. He impressed. Me. He surprised. me. Yeah.
1: Like he, he went crazy. He was kind of like the dark horse. And then Tony is just like, you know, like I'm, I, I'm the guy who's going to make people want to side with us. Cause people really right. like me. So, yeah, no, it's, it, 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 it's definitely uh, it's definitely valid points you brought up. But, um, you know, I, I, I am going to pick on you a little bit, you know, with this memification of, of wrestlers thing. The, the, there was a tweet that came up um, uh, last week, which said, <clears throat> y'all are making me say it, uh, but I will. It's amazing how Kofi Kingston, Drew McIntyre and now Big E have all had worse title reigns than Jinder Mahal. And you know the gender Mahal thing has been interesting to me for a while because it's like I can't tell after what three years now whether people like seriously believe he was a good champion or it's just kind of like one of those things. It's like, yo, nah, it's like you can't hinder gender, like gender, you know. Hey, so,
2: so you know, the I, arc I, of history is long, but it bends towards justice. <laughs> we are getting our flowers
1: so 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 you actually like gender
2: i always actually like gender because I'm, I'm in on the game the game is that y'all supposed to be mad that, that the nigga stopped the,
0: that nigga stopped the podcast and just asked you he was like this <laughs> nigga was beating up randy orton's dad he brought he back was. the great
2: colleague He's working on different <laughs> levels. But no, in all seriousness, I don't like, obviously, Jinder Mahal as an individual character and wrestler is not better than any of these three wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I think one, and this is my personal preference, but I think this is true, I think throughout a lot of wrestling, heel champions are always more interesting than babyface champions in the long run. A babyface champion has a much more interesting climb, usually. Mm-hmm. But for a babyface champion to have a lot of longevity, it's like hard because at a certain point, you're just like, Okay, good. It's like okay, good guy. Like it's not. Inter- mm. It's more interesting when the bad guy wins because he can win in different ways and do different kind of dark things and help. Like whereas the good guy kind of has to win the right way every time. So I think that's what it really is. It's not necessarily that like Big E is less interesting than gender. It's just that a gender was at a different point in time in WWE where there was just like more people, less COVID, and also he was a bad guy and he was mm. different. So you truly had no idea what was going to happen when Jinder Mahal, like, the fact that he won, I remember when he won, I was just watching, like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? Yeah. But, like, when Big E wins with Kofi wins, it's this amazing moment, but then afterwards, it's like, how do we chase that high again? And you can never chase that high again. Whereas gender, like, you could because you have no expectations. Like, he didn't have, like, he had the Bollywood boys, but, like, you didn't really know who they were. Like, you didn't <laughs> really know that he had a Punjabi prison match. Like, Big E's not going to do anything like that. So I think that's kind of where the the actual comparison comes if you want to be serious about it i think it's that and same with, with drew same thing like it was covid and also like drew has to win with a claymore kick to win the match clean every time whereas like Jenner, good. Well, go whereas i'm just saying with heels you could just have more variance so you just have more interesting in sometimes so people just kind of are more excited by that because there's more options whereas like if the good guy wins he kind of has to win with his finisher in the middle mm-hmm. of the ring kind of.
1: Mm. But that's my thing. I feel like Drew's title reign was especially good because you look at like something like the, the ambulance match with Randy Orton where like he has all, all these legends help him and like he hits or- Orton with a punt kick or like uh, the, the second title match against Dolph where he's like, okay, so, so the match is extreme rules, but it's also extreme rules for me. And then like he like hits him to start it like Drew was doing badass stuff as a babyface which made yeah. his reign a lot more interesting to me. Cause it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm, I'm this guy who had to, you know, scratch and claw. Like, you know, I scratch and clawed and like, I'm, I'm here, but I still have to scratch and claw to, to defend my title. Like, like, it's, it's not like I'm going to go out honorably and like, not ever try to get it back again. Like we saw he lost it to, yeah. to Randy Orton and like, he was giving Randy Orton hell for those two weeks before he got the title back. So like, I don't know, you know, and, it, and that's the thing like people have said, Drew's like, was
2: COVID, I think Drew's was COVID, Drew yeah, suffered yeah. just like that I, I can't even compare that to someone else's reign because they're literally like zero fans <laughs> like, I, yeah. I can't even compare, like, there was no pops like, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that, that's the toughest part for Drew, but I think like to say Jinder's reign was better than Drew, like, to me, I I I, I can't, I can't do that I, I, can't, I can't say it was better than Kofi's I, Big Biggie is, is too soon. Like, he's only defended the title against who? Bobby, Bobby Lashley. And I think that's, Kevin, I think that's literally and Kevin right now. But. Yeah. Like, so he really hasn't defended the title enough. Like, you know, I, I definitely have my, not concerns, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like waiting for it to maybe hit another level, Biggie's <laughs> reign. But I just can't say, like, oh, Jinder is absolutely a better champion and had a better reign. Than Kofi drew a biggie. And so I, I, I just really needed to analyze and see, yo, do people actually like, do they really like gender? Or is this just like this, this, this meme that people run with, like, like, like kind of like nav, like I'm actually a nav fan, but there are yes. a lot, but, but there are there's a lot of people who be like, yo, nav's the goat, nav's the goat. And like, they're, like, they're joking, but they push the shit. So I'm like, yo, is, is it kind of the same with gender? Like, <laughs>
2: I think what it is I think the, two things the, the specific phrasing of the tweet is like part of it is that like it's not gender as champion it's simply the right it's basically like the story that a writer wrote was that story better than the story they wrote for Kofi which is like I think that's where you can kind of parse this part like I don't think anyone with a honest opinion like even myself I would never say jinder mahal is a better wrestler than any of those three people or was a better champion that is just unlike. like that's just being biased but i do think there's an argument that just like like i said the story that could be if you, depending on what you're looking for again i just like heel champions so that's a me preference thing mm-hmm. but i do agree with you that sometimes the joke becomes so like it, it no longer becomes a joke where it's like well if we're all doing the joke no one's in on the joke anymore we're all just saying yeah. that we want we want jenner to be champion now and it's like kind of one of those things that like just kind of feeds in on itself and i think that kind of to your point of tony d'angelo is kind of what happens with stuff like that where it's like i think some people like jenny like him and some people like no this is so kind of corny it's funny but if everyone acts like they really like it at the end of the day it's like well we're all just cheering for tony d'angelo at the end of the day like it's like what's it what's the guy with the fucking snake on his hand puppet Santino. Oh, so Santino Morello. Yeah, it's like that. it's like <laughs> no one really is like he should be WWE champion, but we were yeah. all kind of joking about it. So it's like, oh fuck, they almost did that. Like they yeah. almost they almost did that. So it's like I'm very surprised he never won happen.
1: a Money in the Bank briefcase. I'm very surprised Santino never got it. Like, <laughs> bro, the, 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 they gave it to Damian Sandow <laughs> and not Santino Morello, bro. Like
2: that's disrespect.
0: That's yeah. what call it.
2: They couldn't tell if it was a joke or if you really liked the guy probably. Like, I mean, people cheer for Santino him. Was so, like, oh, Santino was over. Santino was over. He was saying I was like-
0: watching wrestling and I was hearing about Santino, bro. He, that nigga was over. He I wasn't was over. watching at that time.
1: But I, I guess for me, also, just to not to, and I, I don't want to harp on this gender thing too much, but also like, I also didn't think the rain was that good. Like, the way he the the, the the way he won it from Randy initially was like, oh wow, like like he, he really like finessed and bullied like the Viper. That's dope. But the Orton matches wasn't that good. He needed great Kali to come back to win a zombie prison match. Like the the, the the Shinsuke matches weren't that good. Like really the, the, the best moment of his reign for me was when he called out Brock, said I'm gonna face Brock at Survivor Series and then ended up losing AJ, to AJ. To like, I'm like, bro, like <laughs> I, you know, so that's that that's really where my like head scratches come from. Like, yo, did people actually
2: enjoy this reign? Like, what, like ooh, what was I, I think, missing? <laughs> if I, I'm not, if I think about you, I, he's probably the last WWE champion who I think no one saw coming. Oh, like, 100%. I, think, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. think that's part of it too, is that it's like, when's the last time that that's ever happened? Like, where you were in a, like, it'd be like if Sami Zayn would have beat Roll. Like, it'll be not that level, but like, if he would have become champion somehow, it's like that level of like, no fucking way bro like it's just like it's just like that is part of it too Where it's like the novelty of like this thing that happened that like we'll may never see ever again i think people also hold it in reverence for that too then there's also like the like person like he's like in the like that stuff of it too that people liked as well obviously like but i think just the novelty of like yeah when's the last time we have we've had a wwe universe champion who like no one saw coming. Because even Kofi Mania, it had built to the point yeah. where, like, okay, like, it had to happen. But, mm-hmm. like, it would have been one thing if it, the first night Kofi would have won. and be like, oh, wow, this is really happening. Yeah,
1: that's a great point. Speaking of title reigns that people may not expect, uh, this 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 woman, this Blondie, she's been touted as a future women's champion. And, you know, as as we record now, Raw's on. We, we will not know the result by the time the recording ends because we're going to be done before the recording yeah, uh, but before the show is over. However, Liv Morgan has a Women's Championship match against Becky Lynch, her first singles titles match. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of excitement going into it. There's a lot of people who are excited for her. She's been texting Trish Stratus. You know, Trish Stratus is referring to her, her main event match with Lita back in 2004, saying this time the blonde, or 2005, whatever it was, saying that this time uh, the blonde is going to win. And I'm just like, oh, like, you know, y'all, y'all really think like Liv is gonna beat Becky. Like, that's that's very interesting. And no so way. if she were to beat Becky real quickly for our free ride, how would y'all book her, her her title rate?
0: She would have to um she would have to have like um she would have to have all John Cena type matches, bro. Like she would have to yeah. get her ass beat like the most of the time and then just come back at the end. She would that's the kind of character she'd have to play. She'd just have to and it would and it's funny because Bianca like almost did it except for she would flex a little bit during the match or whatever with her like her spots here and there. But Liv would have to actually like get her ass beat or whatever. Like if, if you ever watch like an old Shawn Michaels match The only time he really flips it on somebody is when, like, maybe they get outside the ring, he gets some time, and then he does, like, a reversal, and next thing you know, he's, like, throwing them against the stairs, then he gets them, like, back in the the ring, and then he, like, stumps on them a little bit. But Shawn Michaels is a small dude, so they was like, hey, you up against all these big niggas, they about to beat your ass, like, this is real, like, we can't fake this. So if you look at Liv, like, where she is in her career or whatever, um especially with this being her first titles match and her not having the same, here's the thing. She didn't have that build that Becky did like going into like the Charlotte thing. Like when Becky turned, like we all felt that. Cause we was like, yeah, y'all has been around for a minute. You ain't really ain't getting a blah, blah, but like the thing is, Be- Becky has been around in a very much singles capacity. You know what I mean? And every time she was called to do something, she showed up in a match or whatever. And Liv has been going through that too. But I feel like she's, you know, it's only been since the Riot squad broke up, you know, like and like, you know, that hasn't been a long time. And not to say that she shouldn't get it because she hasn't earned it yet. But I feel like anybody who's expecting anything big out of this, the payoff that you think you're going to get is not going to be that big. So that when it comes to her championship reign, it's like. That's where you have to make it like the mm-hmm. it won't come in that moment, and then you stretch it by saying, like, yeah, have her show up here. You can't have her do what Big he's doing, and like, he what do we say? He only defended it like twice at this point, or whatever,
1: once, literally once. once. Yeah.
0: yeah, you can't have, it was you can't arbiters, have her yeah. just do it once. Look at the women's roster on SmackDown, you can't have her just do that once. She mm-hmm. got to go through the motherfuckers, right? Like, yeah, and then she's gonna have to get her ass beat. So, like, have her do that for a little bit, then have somebody, um who's like maybe kind of like evil take it from her so that she can kind of fade in the back a little bit, get her um, what's happening with Bianca right now. Like Bianca's fading in the back a little bit and she's getting the lay of the land as far as working like that middle card or whatever and understanding what it takes to elevate that, because once you can elevate a middle card, once you get to the back to the main card, you'll know how to elevate that, too. That's the reason why they put them through that system like that, like live. I feel like she's going through kind of that that moment where but it's like maybe accelerated. So if she had a ring, she have to get her ass beat or to like to have to like build it back up you got to watch her like lose a lot or whatever but like just fight against it so that you really feel that spirit of her like otherwise this shit gonna flop i don't see it going no other way
2: yeah, yeah. i like god that's one of the things like Liv morgan is one of those internet phenomenon that i just missed like i'd like i remember the riot squad that was cool and then i remember when they broke up and people were just all about Liv morgan i'm like at first, not even trying to be funny, like no disrespect. I thought it was just because she was hot. I was like, "Oh, people just think she's hot." Makes sense, she's hot. But then, like, there was all this clamoring for like, "Oh, she should be champion." I'm like, but does she?" I'm like, I don't even remember seeing any matches of her. Like, it just seemed like people were so enthralled by her wrestling. I was just like, maybe I'm missing it, but I don't see it. So I'm kind of with Cece, where it's like, I think the only way you can really make it interesting is if you do something with Sonya Deville and you mm-hmm. either have her be like a pure corporate champion like Sonya helps her beat Becky on some like oh you represent the company now or she's actually like feuding with Sonya once she wins to be like i'm going against the you know um, authority angle type thing kind of like a female version of that which really i don't really recall any time we've ever really seen like a female versus the company storyline it's usually like john cena or something like that who oh, has that's that a good position point.
1: Yeah, it was. It was kind of Becky's for a little bit, like when she slapped yeah. Triple H and all that. True, true. But
2: even but that, like it was like she didn't wrestle Triple H. I like I ye- want to see right. her like, yeah. like even like, like Ronda Rousey is the one actually the wrestling Triple H. But yeah, yeah. Funny. But yeah, like how um, Vince,
0: how Vince used to be with uh with Stone Cold and shit. Yeah, there. like them you niggas could have like Sony you versus in that
2: way. Yeah, that's
0: if you was watching wrestling at that time, you thought them niggas really hated each other. Like that's how crazy <laughs> yeah. that was. It was real right. beef.
2: I mean, you the the podcast, it was a real beef, though. <laughs> she was kind of being a dick. But, um, uh, yeah, so I think that's really the only way you make it interesting. Because I just think she, while she is very popular among, like, wrestling Twitter, I don't know what type of cachet she has. And Becky Lynch has so much cachet outside of wrestling, it's hard to see someone with so little, with, like, min not minimal bill, but like there hasn't been like a royal rumble or like a money in the bank where it's like she is being coronated type thing. Yeah. I, I I find it hard to believe they're gonna knock off Becky clean on a Monday night. I just find that hard to believe.
1: Yeah man, it's um it's as soon as she won the contendership, I was like, how is this gonna go? Because it's very lopsided. Like Becky kills yeah. her in the ring, She kills her on the mic. Liv is like she's tried to get spicier on the mic, but like she's not sounding confident with it. It's just kind of like you're, you're saying these things to try and get this reaction from us and get us to believe in you, but it doesn't even feel like you believe in yourself. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, yo. Like, I, I just don't see it. And then, like, her her in-ring, like, she, her she moves very slow in the ring. I hate her yes. finisher. She does that little uh, jumping STO while they're hanging in the ropes. It's like – the and, like, the, the, the move she does before it where it looks like she's going to curb stomp them and then she kicks them into the, the ropes, like, it's not even – it's not even painful for the person who takes it. Like they, it's just, it, it's a clear setup for the finisher. And it's, it's not good. Like I hate it every time I see it. Me. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like she from Jersey. So I, I really want to like, I, I really want to, <laughs> I really want greatness for her, but I want that for her. <laughs> the, 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 the in-ring has to improve. And so, yeah, I agree with y'all. Like her, her title range, she would be overcoming a lot of adversity. It would kind of be like, a it would kind of be like uh, nikki ash ash's reign but like she's not as compelling of a character as nikki ash was so it's just like
0: yeah well there's (laughs) no no clear yeah yeah. nikki Ash's nikki Nikki Ash's angle and lane was oh okay we're just gonna sell shit to kids and Mm -hmm. not everybody understands that nobody yeah. misunderstands yeah. that there's no misunderstanding there like yeah. you get why you money the, talks the title on her exactly yeah. like with yeah. live is it's just like you gotta really find a reason, which is why i was saying like i like chan what you were saying like you need something other than her to help yeah. make her so that we can have a her in the first place because she's right. not really she not yo that's not her like mm-hmm. she's not her bro she's yeah. not the one right yeah. now But I'm not saying she doesn't have the potential for that. I don't know her that well. I could tell she got something in there, but I could see why they also put her with Becky too. It's because Becky's a very, very good shit talker. And it's like, Mm. Liv, you really want to be here. You got to be able to talk shit and you got to be able to cut it up with her. And I think being able to like go in and have this initial practice, but eventually lose this match tonight, which is probably gonna happen or whatever. <laughs> and then have her character like have to have to be like, like she's gonna have to be edgier now cause she's lost, but she mm-hmm. still wants it. So now she's gonna really have to do it. Like giving her that opportunity to really talk shit like that. Yeah, let's see how it goes or whatever. But it's just like saying what we was talking about before. We gotta watch how that shit play out first. We can't just assume yeah. that it's gonna be dope. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, It's
2: also interesting you compare like this view versus like Tony versus Charlotte, like Tony Storm. I find that like 100% more believable. Like I oh, think yeah, Tony yeah. Storm could definitely knock off Charlotte. Like one, because Charlotte loses her title all the time. That's how you become like a 13-time champion. But also I just feel like they have not equal way, but like I, I know Tony can can wrestle, and I've seen her. Tony carries sp- herself like she has yeah. a chip right now. Exactly, yeah. way more confident. Like it just is. You watch it on screens. Oh yeah, she could. This girl could be her. Like for sure, they could fight. Whereas yeah. like Liv, it's like this is some like freshman versus senior. Like I'm gonna take your spot on the team. Like no, you're not. Like no, you're not. Like get away from me.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. So uh, with all that, let's jump into our rewrite. This is one that I've wanted to do for uh, quite some time. Um, so we will be doing WrestleMania 36 if COVID did not change the entire thing for us. So as you are well aware, WrestleMania 36 was supposed to take place at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. Um, it was going to be a one day event and then COVID-19 popped up like (laughs) card subject to change. Um, so, uh, all of the wrestling operations were moved to the performance center um, WrestleMania was turned into a two-night event. It was taped weeks before it. Um, and this was also the first WrestleMania that utilized NXT. We saw leading up to it, Charlotte had won the, the Royal Rumble match. It seemed like Bailey was tied up. It seemed like Becky was tied up. So it was like, who is Charlotte gonna face? And then Ripley pops up on her like, challenge me, you should challenge me. And uh, Charlotte didn't seem about it at first. And then, you know, eventually she uh, she agrees to the match. Um, an interesting tidbit about this WrestleMania. This is the first time since WrestleMania 23 in 2007 that Triple H was not scheduled to compete at the event. Because we know one thing about Hunter is he'll, he'll sit out all year and then WrestleMania time comes up. And he's like, Oh, it's this time to sell some tickets, it's time to put somebody over. All right, like <laughs> or or I mean unless, unless it's Batista. It's the he, he he didn't want to put Batista over. Batista took took that. Never out. will well, never went, will went, went <laughs> back to Hollywood. He's like, nah, you know, you're not beating me again, dog. It's it's, it's no. for you. Um, so, uh, with this WrestleMania, there were, uh, several major superstars who ended up sitting out Roman Reigns, of course, who was supposed to be in the, in the universal title match with Goldberg, the Miz, uh, got sick that turned the tag team triple threat match between new day Usos and Miz and Morrison to a triple threat singles tag team championship ladder match. Um, Rey Mysterio, uh, sat out. He was originally scheduled to face Andrade and then Andrade also ended up sitting out which led to um angel garza and austin theory taking on the street profits for the raw tag team championships which gave us gave us that moment where bianca Belair did debuted and the rest was history so we are rewriting this event as if COVID 19 coronavirus did not exist so we are doing wrestlemania in in front of fans one night raymond james is lit the weekend might pull up for a performance lord knows like you know um so who
0: would like to begin? I'll go, because um, mine is, uh, is going to be a, a little shorter, I believe. Um, So we know what was going on around this WrestleMania time. Um, Armand already talked about it. Somebody was supposed to be in a certain kind of match. But I think that uh, that person should have been in another kind of match. Um, it's been we all saw it, you know, we saw the, the the classic that they put on. I think it was like just the first time they had had a match on TV. Um, one of them was rumored to be retiring soon. and it was also rumored, um, but I don't think ever confirmed that the person who was retiring would have liked that other person to retire them. And I'm calling it right now. Um, I want to see the retirement match and I want it to to happen in a different way, not at this WrestleMania, maybe at the next one, but I want the setup to happen now. I want at this WrestleMania, I want Rey Mysterio to challenge Andrade for the United States Championship. And I want to see that WrestleMania Classic for 20, 25 minutes, no DQ. That's what I want to see I'm Tell telling you a you right now. Bruh, come on. We call it night of the living Latin legends. All right, this is what I'm saying right here. Listen, you got Rey Mysterio and Andrade, right? If I'm not mistaken, Zelina was still with Andrade at this time, right? She or, was, uh, yep. She yeah. was right. Okay, boom. She was both so of them. you got, come on. And um, was they? They were just introducing Dominic too, right? Around this time, or like Dominic? Dominic was he backstage? Was, he was around, yeah. He he, 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 yeah, been, he, he, he was around. Of, he right? wasn't wrestling though. I think he might yeah, be backstage.
2: Wasn't
0: yeah, because right? yeah, this is like when he was. Th- I think this is like a little. Just before him, or, raw somewhere around that that family time. Yeah exactly yeah all right so boom boom all right here you go right here bro you got Zelina. um uh she gonna pop up ringside interfere somehow Dominic gonna try to do it ringside uh try to pop in inter- interfere ringside somehow once you see that Zelina out there is gonna be a moment a little later than that where Zelina try to do some motherfuck shit Dominic go to stop her or whatever and she goes to like hit him he catches her she tries to throw another shot and then she kind of like Yank eats back at him or whatever. And you can kind of tell he had that moment where it's like, is he gonna hit a woman? Whole motherfucking crowd goes, <gasps> What's happening? He might be like, whoop her or whatever. And he don't do that. What ends up happening or whatever is that he just like kind of turns her around and like pushes her off and she like goes back to get him and he like kind of ducks and she like trips or something like that. And then they'll play that out a little later once they get into the, the stuff or whatever. But at different points, Ray and Andrade get distracted by this. And you first see Ray get distracted by it, and then you think, and then Andrade is going to win. And then you see Andrade get distracted by it, and then you think Ray's going to win. But nope, that just keeps going back and forth or whatever, right? Um, Next thing you know, um, Ray Mysterio is able to uh, reverse an Irish whip or whatever. He does a reversal, and then he does uh, this thing where he kind of gets behind him and uh, kicks Andrade into the second rope or whatever uh he goes to do the 619 and as he's going to do the 619 is like coming up to like beg him to stop which kind of throws him off and he kind of like you know loses his balance for like a second comes out of the ring or whatever but he remembers that he's right there tries to go back in tries to go for the 619 one more time andrade catches him does something where he kind of like you know yanks him up through the ropes or whatever gets him one more time you know just finishes it and and he ends up winning or whatever. Um but um the the trick with that is or whatever. Um oh, I'm sorry. No. Now he not he does he doesn't end up winning like you think he ends up winning. And then Ray uh like actually like kicks out and then Dominic comes back, throws something in the ring for uh for Ray to use cuz Zelina had did this at the beginning of the match and that's like what the whole no do key thing. Andre Andrade was kind of beating his ass. Ray catch him on a reversal hit him with that again. Hit him with the six one nine one more time. Hit the frog splash. Pin them for the Uni- uh, United States Championship. They run it back at the next WrestleMania. Andrade retires. Rey Mysterio. Boom skis. There we go, right there. Just fucking did it. All That's right, crazy. All right. It's crazy. So, you'd have both Baron Corbin and Andrade retiring, niggas, bro. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> 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 they retired. Crit- That's, angle, Ray was who? Dude. That's crazy. Who woulda guessed? <laughs> who better? But who better? <laughs> who Good better I,
2: it's just funny how like stuff like that happened, just like yeah That's <laughs> who did that. Was Andrade,
0: who's not would, even I, with the company. I, I, I only want to see this just so I can see Andrade do that jump off the top of the rope 360, uh goddamn splash that he does when he lands on somebody in WWE. Oh, yeah. And because I wanted to see that one, like, that
2: hammer log is fire, he got some fire moves.
0: Yeah, yeah, that man crazy.
1: He has some good moves, man. He's 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 falling off, but we can get into that another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The I I'm gonna
0: go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and exit right now because I don't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, just, I just
2: like like the little double knee thing. I just like that. I think mm-hmm. it looks cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said earlier, I'm kind of in a spirit of throwback season. Um, while I was obviously thinking of this pay-per-view without COVID, it's it's like hard, like just because like we're still in the middle of it, to like think of a world where that's not a factor at all. So like I do apologize it did factor in a little bit to my decision. Um, so first thing I thought of because I thought of the matches that were on the card and like the matches they were supposed to have, and they were all pretty good. But then I thought about one little match that like I almost didn't see. Um, for those of you who don't know, at the end of the card, Big Show comes out randomly like it was no no intro um, and it's just talking all this shit talk about Drew you don't deserve this you got this like rocket but like I've been here I, I deserve a title shot and I'm like you know what big show you're right you do deserve this not only do you deserve the shot you deserve to win and you know what else I would realize doing my research do you know what premiered on April 6th on Netflix the big it, show show yeah yeah. this man has his own television show what better promo could you have than having him win the wwe championship at wrestlemania so i think that's what you do i think you're going into the this new you know not pandemic but whatever my mind called it you want to prove the show you give them the match so you have them come out you have him do the same thing instead of having me some weird like after WrestleMania behind-the-scenes match. I don't know what the hell that was. You have it be, like, legitimately, like, a part of this show, where it's, like, the match ends, he beats Brock, and then the crowd's going wild, Confetti's going out there, and then you hear Big Show's music come on. He's just, like... And you could have had him doing this before weeks going into it, but just, I like the idea of him coming out and being, like, in Raymond and being, like, this is bullshit. Like, I deserve a title shot. I want my title shot right now. Drew gives it to him. He's worn out, loses, Big Show, hits him with the... What's it called? The punch? I forget what the fuck you call that. Punch. Knockout punch.
1: Knockout punch. He, 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 then, used, he used to call it the weapon of mass destruction, but I think right. I, I think for, for political reasons, they, uh, they
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they catch that name. Okay, so you have him win. I think what you also do in this case, too, is you you can extend Drew's chase because you can have, have the whole thing of, like, Big Show shouldn't have got that title shot whatever. But Money in the Bank, that's the next pay-per-view you have. I think you still keep him facing Rollins, I think. What you do is kind of you have big shows kind of this thing of like, I'm taking out all the people who I've helped get title shots, all the y'all who stepped over me. Like now it's my turn to cash in. So he gets Rollins, like Rollins, I've helped you get so much shit. Like you owe me, dog. He beats Rollins. At that money in the bank, you can even have Drew win the money in the bank. I don't know if you do still do the tower success thing that kind of like was weird where they were like in the building, but it was kind of funny. Maybe you have a similar style match, but still, you have Drew win the money in the bank. Um you kind of have Drew start being like, I was robbed once. I will not get caught lacking again. Like, I was being too much of a good guy. Kind of like you were saying, mom being that bad As well. I was too nice. I was too, like, do the right thing. I'm not doing that again. Um, at Backlash or WrestleMania Backlash, whatever they want to call it, I think you have Roberto Franklin Lashley beat the Big Show for the WWE title. At this point, Bobby Lashley has just aligned himself with uh, MVP, so you have that strong mouthpiece. You have their kind of wars going back to ECW, so they have history between the two of them. So you kind of do a good rebatch. I think it kind of sends Big Show off to do his TV show, but like I said, he does have to do stuff for that, so he can't be champion all year. But I think you can do a nice little promo, give him the title, Bobby Lashley wins, he's there now. At Extreme Rules, which is the next pay-per-view, um, you would have Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens, who is actually who Drew faced. But at the end of that match, you have Drew cashing his Money in the Bank title match. Drew does end up becoming WWE champion. But I think now, instead of having him be like the babyface Drew we saw, I think you have a much more heelish Drew, not like full heel, like kicking people Drew, but Drew like, I'm ruthless. Like, I will do anything to keep this title. This is mine. Y'all try to take it from me once. I'm not losing it again. And I think that. For me personally, it would be a little bit more palatable, Drew. I think you get kind of you've got to basically bring Drew to closer to where his character is now than when he was first trying to figure it out on those baby legs in the pandemic. Because I think now Drew is much more of like a yeah, I'm a good guy, but like I I have this sword and whatever needs to get done, I'm gonna get done. Um, and so I do I like that idea of having Drew kind of face that adversity up front. And then have it play into his character down the end of being like, you know, I'm not going to lose opportunity again. I'll do whatever I need to do. And then from there, you can follow the same trajectory you have to do now. But I think you kind of throw a little big show spice in there, give you a nice little pop for the TV show. You know, throw my guy a, a, a world title, reign, And then you get Drew's title eventually. It's like four months. What's mm. the big deal? That's, uh, that's interesting. I think uh,
0: I like that. I think
1: Big Show being in the main event is enough promo for him. I would like to see a triple threat match: Drew, Big Ooh. Show, Brock, and see Drew and Brock whoop Big Show's ass and send him <laughs> send him to AEW earlier than than he actually decided to go <laughs> to right. AEW. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be my rewrite. But you know, I I, I could definitely see, see the vision. I, I don't know if our Galaxy brands are aligning on this one because if a Big Show, if if I watched WrestleMania 36. And Big Show defeats Drew McIntyre after Drew McIntyre defeats Brock Lesnar.
0: That would be so hilarious.
1: I'm not even all elite. I am. <laughs> I, I. 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 I think I'm done with professional wrestling at that point. Like I just I. I just
2: don't. Why Vince? Why like like? I, that would be so funny, dog. Like, I, can you imagine, dog? The stadium would be silent. I would love to see a Twitter's
1: explanation of this, like, because it, it it would be hashtag knowing Vince he wants to get Big Show yeah. promo,
2: but like, yeah. I just ugh, wow. wow. It would be funny too because you would have like no one really hates the big show but like you would have people start to turn on the big show <laughs> like it yeah. would be like a test of like how how can we turn this figure who no who really has a bad thing to say about the big show like to be like the what people would come up with all of a sudden like these big show haters it would be really funny
0: yeah that's um go for that's... show. <laughs> That's something, man. Um so I'm just imagining the jokes on Twitter and niggas trying to slander the big show and all like the height related and like large yeah. related
2: <laughs> <jokes>. <laughs> It'd be some bad pictures will come out,
0: like some really unflattering pictures of Paul yeah, would yeah. come out for sure. Yeah.
1: Um so from my rewrite, uh, I, I think you know, we we have to go with the match that was the most affected by COVID, our immunocompromised king Roman Reigns had to step out. He chose his family, you know, completely respected. He, he cut a really good Instagram video after doing it. I don't know if y'all remember. He was talking about pe- people hating on him and how people don't know how to hate right. And like, you know, he's making the best decision for himself, but he don't really care what I got to say. Um, and I, I loved it. And we've talked about this before on the show like, there were seeds planted for Roman's heel turn when he was feuding with Corbin, like the way he was talking, then the way he pulled up on Goldberg and said, I'm next. And like those weeks leading up to the match before he dropped out talking about, he was the workhorse, the WWE, all this, like there was a certain edge and attitude. And he's always had that even when they were forcing him as a face, but it really felt like he was a lot looser and he, he, he he was really just like showing a lot more of his personality and his confidence. So this match would close, uh, the, 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 um, the uh, show for me so drew and brock would have happened already and funny thing did you guys know at wrestlemania 36 you know c- c- covid Mania, elias and king corbin had a nine minute match
0: we don't we don't talk about that elias looked at a
2: card yeah there was a couple singles matches like otis had a match too
0: oh <laughs> yeah.
2: yes bro
1: but that story was compelling. Elias and King Corbin's story was ass. It was just like okay, y'all just trying to fill the card. Cool but like their match was longer than drew and Brock's match, bro and it was? Pre- yes, their match was nine oh. minutes. drew and Brock was four minutes and thirty five seconds. Wow, pretty sure their match was longer than uh. Their match was longer than Braun and Goldberg too. So Braun and Goldberg went two minutes. <laughs> Elias and King Corbin gave us a nine minute match, that, and I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened during said match. So didn't even know what happened. What I would do is assuming they are in, um, they are in Raymond James Stadium. There's a live crowd and all that, and you know WrestleMania likes to do some wacky stuff. So they they would have Goldberg enter first instead of Roman. So Goldberg enters, you know, kick, punch, bro, ah, all, all that Man. shit he does. <laughs> King Corbin comes out. That is so funny. Because he because he was just feuding with Roman. Their feud just ended. So King Corbin comes out and says, you know this is my title match. I'm the king. It's crazy. You guys are having WrestleMania main events for titles and I'm not involved in it. Like, you know, but back when Brock Lesnar was king of the ring, he got automatic title shot back when King King Booker was king of the ring. He got automatic title shot. Where's my title shot? So King Corbin is walking out there as if he's about to get the match against Goldberg. Now people with Goldberg. Some people love him. Some people hate him. So he's, he's kind of like a tweeter. You, you turn Goldberg face in that moment by having him just absolutely beat the shit out of King Corbin and tossing him out of the ring. Spear, jackhammer, tossing him out. Now, as Goldberg finishes King Corbin off, wh- who is in the ring? A Roman Reigns who has just turned heel. Goldberg turns around. Superman punch. Superman punch. Spear. The bell rings. Roman pins Goldberg. It's it's possibly the shortest world title match in history, breaking the, the WrestleMania record for short world title matches. Roman's heel now calling himself the tribal chief, all that. I th- I th- I think you you do a, a, a double turn kind of thing. Even though Goldberg's a tweener, you turn him face by having him cook King Corbin, and then you have Roman come in and like take the advantage. Like Roman's like I'm the workhorse, I deserve this. He's, he's been talking all that shit all these weeks. Rather than him, because, you know, like if Roman and Goldberg had an actual match, it would be four or five minutes. Like, like the,
2: yeah, at, actually, that, man.
1: at that point, then they probably wouldn't have had Goldberg do a long match. So it's like, yo, you just you lean all the way in, into the short match thing. Like Goldberg don't work by the hour. You have Roman come in to, to do some cheap shit. And, and then yeah, you start the tribal chief title reign
2: there. So that that's yeah
1: man, yeah, you know. The King and, of
2: the ring point you bring up is really a good one. I didn't think of that. but That's a really good bro, point. Bro, he's
1: there's been there, there's been a lot of selective King of the yeah. Rings who get title matches some of some Very of them don't.
2: That's right, like, huh?
1: Point. So I I, I I and of course you have you have King Corbin just do that with his just like he's just so like unbearable like of course you come out during WrestleMania trying to get a title match when we want to see Roman versus Goldberg. So you see Goldberg beat him up you're like, "You know what, Bill?" I, I, I fuck with you. You cool. And then Bill just gets cooked by Roman Reigns to end the show. And, you know, so some fans might have went home happy. Some would have went home, went home sad. But you accomplished what you wanted to. And that's getting the Universal title onto Roman without having him need to beat the Fiend. Because they really did, didn't want to have, like, Really, anyone on the roster beat the fiend. Like that's why they brought over back to do it. So it's like right. you, you 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 get Roman as universal champion, you get him into this heel turn in like a really cool way for people, like a shocking ass way. And then you you could even build up to the Paul Heyman allegiance, like like assuming Brock stays around after he loses to Drew. You you, you have Brock come over to SmackDown, uh Brock start chasing Roman. Paul Heyman comes back with Brock, and then Paul turns on Brock in a match to join Roman, rather, like, bro, that, that would have been so much, uh, be grand, fire. like, the way Roman and Paul, like, aligned was still super dope. It's been dope this entire time. But if Paul outright turned on Brock to align with Roman to help him retain, oh, man. Oh, it's,
2: it's just, it's, it's, it's just speaking of, speaking of the big show, last time we did that shit, bro. Right. Big show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's all
1: comes back to show, man. Right. It's all comes there it is there it is so that is our wrestlemania without COVID, uh listeners if you would like to rewrite a wrestlemania 36 match assuming uh coronavirus didn't rear its head um hit, hit us on twitter and you know let us know how you would have done it but um that is our, our show for y'all uh the men with a pen we're back um we're healthy so um yeah we will, have, uh, we will have an episode for y'all very, very soon. Um, we hope you enjoy the the week of wrestling. There, there is no TLC pay-per-view in December, so next pay-per-view coming up will be day one. We've seen some cool matches announced for that already. We got uh, Big E, Seth Rollins KO. We got Roman versus Brock Lesnar, and I'm sure there will be even more, even more things announced. But, yeah, that's our show for y'all, so we will holler at y'all soon.